You're listening to Wicked Thoughts, a podcast by Flair Castro. This show helps founders and professionals understand business trends, social media, digital lifestyle, and how to be a better entrepreneur. For season four, we cover topics powered by a dash of social. Let's start learning in three, two, one. So welcome everyone to Wicked Thoughts. This is our season four and we're going to be talking about Dash of Social. So I have social media experts for these uh, for these next few episodes you know, for Dash of Social. And right now, I have here a good friend, see Mr. Tonyo Cruz. And hi, Tonyo. Hi, Flair. Uh, Hello. All good, all good. So Tonyo here, guys, if you don't know him, poor you. I'm kidding. (laughs) So Tonyo is a social media strategist. He is a community organizer. He is an advocate, blogger, and opinion columnist. So if you want to check out his work, he is in Manila Bulletin. And on Twitter, he is at Tonyo Cruz. And he is currently very active on Clubhouse. He hosts a lot of rooms there. And if you want to make chica with him, you can always go to Clubhouse. So, Ian, welcome, Tonyo. Thank you, Flair. Thank you for the invitation. I cannot say no. Parang ano, coercion. I can't say no. No, I cannot say no to my friends, to long-standing friends, Shepard. It's a sign of respect for you. Yeah, my pleasure. And it's my honor to have you here. So let's spend this time to make Chica about social media because I love geeking out about this favorite platform of ours ever since the start. Diba? I think this is also where we met each other. It's all of the advocacies that we have been involved in. And Tonyo, ha, itong pinaka one thing that I really remember you for and I really appreciate your help about it is when we had um, a calamity sa hometown ko, sa Iligan City, and then I did a call to action to help through the One for Iligan campaign namin sa Iligan bloggers, you were the one na first of those who responded to the call sa donations for One for Iligan. You helped spread the word. Um, you helped us reach out to other influencers as well and that you know uh, the one for legal campaign came into life because of your help so I really appreciate it and I'd like to take this time to thank you Ayon. well actually it was just uh, we found it that it was an obligation on our part uh, for your friends for example in Manila mm-hmm. to help uh, our friends who are in need at that time. So, uh, it was an advantage that we knew you. We could vouch for you that this is a, this is the real deal if you want to help Iligan amidst that calamity. Uh, yep. we, would, we would prefer that you help one, one Iligan. Uh, it's, a, it's actually our... It's a tiny effort on our part uh, all the heavy lifting was done by your group. So it's, uh, it's, it's all for our community to leverage our, uh, our network so that we could bridge for example, people who would like to help with people who are coordinating 
relief and assistance to those who are in need. And it is always a pleasure to do that. And it's a privilege considering that uh, only only a few would 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 like to do that. Uh, we, That's right. I'd, I'd like to believe that uh, it takes uh, a little bit of daring to do that. Uh, get out mm-hmm. of our comfort zone and, mm-hmm. and do something for the good of our community. That's Ooh. all. That's and, all for that. Uh, all credit should go to the people of Iligan for helping themselves. And all we did was to uh, pitch in by promoting that good cause. That's wonderful. And actually, uh, to note, it's the tenth anniversary of that campaign by December. That was ten years ago, Tonyo. So long ago, diba? But we're still here. We're still building our personal advocacies. Maybe you have new things going on. And I'd like to start also with, you know, social media when we started it. For me, huh? it started as a, a business idea. Now, I've already started offering social media services for businesses abroad. Why not bring it here in Cebu? And that's how I started with my agency. So I want to know your story. How about you? How did you get started with using social media? I started uh, because of a friend. I'm not sure if you know him. Edric Eder, mm-hmm. one of the bloggers in Manila. No, he, no. he started blogging in, in Tagalog, Filipino. Mm-hmm. And he told me, why not try blogging? So there were newer platforms at that time. So mm. uh, I have a lot to say. I have a lot uh, of ideas that I would like to share. So I started with a blog. I think it was an easy journal or something. Um, and then I moved on to uh, blogger.com, blogspot. Mm. Yeah, that's my favorite. And that's then, where I started then. <laughs> Yes, and then I went to own my own domain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all started with blogging with the idea that, oh, I could, I could self-publish. I could mm-hmm. publish a thing online easily from the comfort of my home and then be a blogger. So it all started there. And then uh, one by one, uh, the businesses started noticing mm-hmm. um, and while at the same time, the community uh, in Manila and other places in the country uh, was growing. And mm-hmm. there's an uh, interest among businesses regarding social media and digital. So by 2010, around 2010, 2011, um, by that time, there were already um, businesses that were recruiting bloggers to be their digital ambassadors. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a first social media strategist, the first social media uh, and community managers. I remember it was Globe uh, and other brands who recruited some of our good friends. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, I was I had friends in an advertising agency, mm-hmm. uh, TBWA, some uh, SMP, and uh, they invited me to be a a consultant, a digital consultant. Wow, so big names, huh? <laughs> it was a. Uh, I was surprised, but I I also knew that there's uh, that opportunity. Only a few of us knew about that new uh, platform, about that new space that was growing out of blogging, out of mm. the first social media networks. So, 
adver- that advertising company wanted to get first dibs at what was happening. So yeah. I, I became a digital consultant there and later uh, um, took on other uh, positions. So mm-hmm. I began with blogging and then I went into uh, advertising to try to uh, inform and teach and at the same time learn about advertising. So I, I started about, about uh, what at, uh, at the same time, actually, as most of us. Where do you usually when you start with agencies? Um, okay, you started offering your services, you became a consultant, but did you even like imagine yourself that you would become the influencer that these brands are looking for? Like, there is a parang difference, diba, when you work with brands as a, you know, employee consultant and then there's this other side where ikaw yung influencer and i yes. think you are like parang merger of this would you agree i think the, the, the first generation of bloggers mm. uh, those who started black uh, blogging in the 2000s in mm. mid 2000s until the early uh, 2010s uh they they had this they had this unique position as the as those who uh the early adopters and mm-hmm. we had that uh vantage point of where this started and where it could be going and we had communities uh bloggers relatively and it was the bloggers who who Open this entire digital marketing industry. Mm-mm. You still remember sino yung mga oh, oh sino may mga kabatch mo that time mga other bloggers. Oh, siguro, you still remember the best the best reference would be the Philippine Blog Awards because ah. the, our community Mm-mm. actually made an effort to recognize who are the best in particular categories. And if mm-hmm. you would check the roster of the awardees. It's um, like most of the people who we consider the best ended up either starting their own digital marketing companies right. uh, or became influencers, uh, took on other platforms. Uh, see, uh, most of us started uh, in blogging, mm-hmm. text, oftentimes pure text, and then... Uh, in came the photos, next came the photos, and then the mm-hmm. videos. Right. And then, uh, ayun, later the bloggers gave way to influencers. The bloggers became influencers also. Became the influencers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- th- at that time, th- the situation was so different. We were evangelizing about social media and digital. I'm sure mm-hmm. you would remember that it was quite difficult to convince government agencies and officials, mm. business owners, yes. um, and other uh, stakeholders in our communities to uh, take a good look at digital. So it was, mm-hmm. it was like uh, we wanted to pursue this passion. At the same time, we saw the potential of these platforms, of this new landscape for products, for services. Mm-hmm. And, and 
and it was a sweet time, a sweet spot in 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 the history of digital and digital marketing that uh, those who, those of us who 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 accepted invitations Mm-mm. to join companies uh, ended up laying down the first rules. So, yeah, for example, yeah. uh, the OGs, de ba? You were part of the OGs. Talaga. The idea of influencers <laughs> most probably also came from the bloggers who were the first to enter the, the space, the intersection of blogging and digital marketing. Uh, of course, the other players there, those in tech, in tech those who are in UI and UX, those who are the coders, uh, we assembled somewhere sometime and I, the efforts ended up in either being employed by advertising mm-hmm. companies, advertising agencies, or uh, digital digital agencies came came to be. Um, so it's a it was a very fun time, and mm-hmm. we were we were evangelizing about digital and blogging. Uh, we wanted all of the companies and all of the agencies to go mm-hmm. online. Right, because right. the spaces are the space the spaces are there the platforms are there we could make uh, we could give uh, better services perhaps or deliver them in a better way uh, mm-hmm. so that was so different at the time digital mm-hmm. was like uh, a nice to have right and nice so, to have a nice to have mm-hmm. and then later it became a must have. Mm-hmm. Especially now, so at that time, uh, we cannot blame. We also cannot blame the agencies and the companies and even the news outlets because um, internet access was still rather limited mm-hmm. uh, to a certain percentage of the population. Uh, but as internet usage grew, um, it became moot. The question of going digital became moot. Uh, you everybody has to be a digital. So, for yeah. example, it's really different. It's really difficult and impossible to compare uh, twenty twenty one, for example, two thousand eleven. The mm-hmm. situation is so different uh, at that time. Uh, I'm I'm sure you remember. Uh, we were always campaigning for improved services, and at the same time, to expand the coverage of the networks. Whether oh, for wired that. or wireless, mm. but today uh, the question is no longer uh, the expansion of their reach, but to improve the service. Uh, mm-hmm. So that I think we have so many, so many experiences already as communities and as colleagues, and mm. this is this is a good time to look back. Uh, yes, it is. That was 10 years ago, Tonyo. And yes. I agree with you. It's Things have changed a lot. And when you said like social media was a nice to have compared to now where it's a must have, do you think we, we have achieved that goal, that vision natin na dapat uh, every business, every organization must be empowered to leverage social media as a way to you know reach out to their community communities? Do you think we have you know, um, we have achieved that, our goal? 
I think I, I frankly I think it's for for our friends in industry to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um and and there's still a lot uh a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you, you take a look at government websites, even private oh, sector websites, yes, there's a whole lot of improvements needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we we have this term uh, user experience, user mm-hmm. interface interface. Mm-hmm. Those terms did exist 10 years ago or 15 years ago. There's a new need today about digital, all things digital. So there's a new need and a new uh, new jobs also. Uh, a lot of jobs arising out of the, the digital space. So it's mm-hmm. a it's a continuing challenge for for practitioners in all parts of digital uh, to make uh, things a lot better, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's for applying for passports or getting services from from private companies, delivery, moving your SIM card. <laughs> so I'm I'm sure there's still a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. and uh, digi- uh, how do how do we say this? Um, many the pandemic the pandemic has forced a lot of sectors business and government to take digital seriously no of which they should yes so uh, and users and users uh, also expect uh, a lot from both government and businesses and Mm -hmm. and if you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure they, that they would have, uh, they would see many opportunities for improvement. For example, if uh, if you talk about B two B, there are many service providers, and at right. the same time, there are many entrepreneurs who would like to uh, go f- full on digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many place uh, points of convergence and. And their interests intersect. So, for example, payment, uh, payment outlets or payment services, mm-hmm. they should be a whole lot of a whole lot better by this time, mm-hmm. so that entrepreneurs who wish to sell make a sale wherever they need should be able right. to get that business or to get that part of the business that's available from the payment gateways. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for example, if we have entrepreneurs in the province, in cities outside of Manila, mm-hmm. or the other major cities, and they need a payment gateway, we hope that it would be easy for them to get that service. Because without a payment gateway, it would be difficult for them to join the marketplace. Yeah. Transact exactly. Transact. So I'm sure there are many there are many opportunities, and it's up for 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 many supposedly enablers of businesses to interact with entrepreneurs. I'm 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 I'm, I'm actually excited with our SMEs 
with mm-hmm. our small and medium enterprises because they are raring to to go back to normal mm-hmm. given the the, the 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 disastrous effects of the pandemic they are always on the lookout for opportunities but of course uh they would need all the help that they could get and right. uh for example the entire logist, uh, logistics industry mm-hmm. they are very yeah. much needed uh they 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 cannot be that far and they cannot be that inaccessible digital should be able to make them accessible uh quickly and painlessly right. <laughs> for example if if there's a malong a malong seller in Zamboanga mm-hmm. or a piaya seller in in Negros or Uh, for example, those who would like to sell mangoes from Guimaras. Yeah. They should be able to do, to dream, uh, to be big, to be able to sell to a nationwide market. Uh, and that's where uh, B2B services should be able to come in quite mm-hmm. aggressively and help them. Help them. I'm sure the 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 SMEs are very much interested, and the enablers, the supposed enablers, should be able to roll out services without a headache. Uh, exactly. To the businesses. We should have choices, diba? Yes. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. And do you think it's still relevant that uh, these businesses create communities as well? I mean, is there still value in that when at this point everyone is already a creator, right? We've been enabled, like you said, enable enablers. We have a lot of platforms ever since 10 years ago. We now have ano pinaka dominant ngayon? It's TikTok, diba? As a video platform. And is there still value in building community and like before when, you know, there's a there's something that happened, you want to call on the communities to to support you or to support a cause? Is that still ongoing right now, or is there think, a difference? I think at the heart of social media and digital, uh, there remain the three, the three C's: mm. content, conversation, and community. Mm. In the interplay of those three things, we see the beauty of social and digital. So, for example, how, uh, regardless of how good the product. Maybe mm-hmm. if you do not seek out people who are looking for the product, who are interested in the product, uh, it would be difficult to reach, to create a market. Mm-hmm. And uh, brands and owners should, should realize that the audience or the market are already... Uh, aggressive in articulating themselves. They are themselves becoming content makers. They can mm-hmm. the business can no longer depend solely on bloggers. Ooh, there many the, there's a whole lot of new content creators. It's really fabulous and spectacular. Their reach, their creativity, and there's no harm in reaching out to them. And mm-hmm. they could help their business. They they could also be businessmen they could also be businessmen they could be pitching their uh, 
platform for them to maximize. And then, of course, content. Content, uh, content is always important in, in among businesses and agencies. It could refer to their ideas, the big idea of their product, right. so how they pitch that product or that idea. So if, if those three C's uh, are there, uh, life would always be exciting. And it would be good for, for mm-hmm. both the brand or the business and for the public or mm-hmm. among brands. Uh, because there's always room for improvement. There's, we, uh, history doesn't stop with a good product. Yeah, yeah. So we, maybe a year from now, two years from now, there would be new products, new services, and new needs and new wants of, of, among people and among agencies and businesses. So we always have to innovate and find out and, and listen to to ideas being exchanged, to conversations. Mm-hmm. So it's an endless cycle that we hope would always be forward-looking. Agree. And that's where I think the conversations part, Tonyo, would come in, diba. Um, I read one of your articles in uh, Manila Bulletin, and I agree. Um, Clubhouse came into our lives at the start of this year, just February lang. And how do you think new apps like these bring value for brands? Because I know every day nandun tayo sa clubhouse, di ba? And then we have these very organic conversations. Where do you think branding comes in with all these? I mean, for businesses. Like, I understand we can leverage that one as consultants, as entrepreneurs. There's that one-on-one organic conversations that's flowing, right? And then we can close deals maybe like after a clubhouse conversation, you reach out to the person and all that. But for those brands or businesses, how are they leveraging clubhouse? It's a very specific example. In the first few weeks of, club, of my joining clubhouse, I saw CEOs of mm-hmm. advertising agencies. We were very surprised. <laughs> At the same time, flattered that they were there and joining conversations. They are of course, they are very curious about this new platform. Right. And there's the, the, there remains a lot of practitioners in digital who are there, whether artists or coders, people in UI, UX. So they are curious about this platform. And it's important that they go there to see for themselves how this platform is being uh, used to create communities and to spark conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, in other places, uh, Clubhouse has rolled out a way for content creators to monetize right, their activities. Yeah. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the action is still happening in the States. Uh, in the Philippines, I think if I always, I always hear either content producers themselves or brands and agencies mm-hmm. saying that they are tired of Twitter, tired yeah. of uh, Facebook. Facebook. So that could also mean that they are looking for new platforms for engagement, for community mm-hmm. building. And that's where Clubhouse could come in. Mm-hmm. Because uh, 
I'm pretty sure that they'll be surprised how things pan out on any day on Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, it's quite mm-hmm. different and more relaxed than usual outside of Clubhouse. And, and contrary to, to impressions that it is a speaking app, mm-hmm. just have to talk. Clubhouse is also a listening app. We have to listen because we wouldn't know what, what's being talked about. Uh, if we don't listen, we would be a sore thumb in the, in the room. So mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, there would be well, the businesses, the businesses should, should, should go there and discover for themselves. On top of uh, what I what I what I see is that it could be a venue, for example, for for uh, discussions, even right. paid conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be ticketed events, like an alternative to Zoom. Yes, then, mm-hmm. uh, you could hold. Uh, we don't. We don't. We no longer need to see clients, or the clients do no longer oh, need to see the. <laughs> Their agents or their consultants, uh, they could just listen to one another in, in a closed room. At the same time, this uh, clubhouse is open 24 uh, 7. Brands and businesses could, could, could discover what's being talked about Mm-mm. locally and internationally in nearby markets or faraway places. So, uh, it's we're still in the early stages. We've been there for like a half a year, I think. Oh yes. Uh, half a I'm year. not sure. I'm not sure what would be what would be the prospects of Clubhouse when we begin to live a little bit normal lives. Mm, but mm. Uh, I think a platform. Uh, should be useful for those who would like to form new communities outside of the usual. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Most of the platforms that we're used to, like Facebook and Twitter, uh, there's already this fatigue. Yeah, yeah. And you can't really form communities there too. I mean, you can tweet, you can post your content, but... Maybe the one selling point of Clubhouse... Clubhouse should be paying us for this. Uh, oh, they should. You're there every day. <laughs> there's this. We have this. The, 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 the cardinal value that we look for in conversations is authenticity. That right. was what we craved for in blogging, in social media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before. I super agree. But of yes. course, uh, there were many. Pinasok ng payola, pinasok ng trolls, so merong manufactured na noise. Yes. But in Clubhouse, there's always a way to detect if we're being we're being played by any I participant. Agree, no? Because we that makes sense. We could listen to them. We would remember what they what they're saying now. And if they change their story later, we would know that uh, that's not what you told us two days ago. 
Okay. It's so, a way to detect BS. Right. Somehow. Yung parang intent nila. Like, why are you here? What's your intent? And why are you talking to us? Yeah. I actually agree. Because that we, makes sense. We don't have that. We don't have that insight. So, Twitter. Mm. Uh, we don't know, for example, if this branded content or if this tweet Mm-mm. really came from this public official or from this influencer or from whoever or from from a brand. Mm-mm. It could just be from a staffer, from an assistant, an intern. from an intern. <laughs> A clubhouse. Uh, it's actually the real person, supposedly that we're talking to. See, I agree. It's, no, it's it's sort of like uh, podcasts. We mm-hmm. we get to listen to our people that we people that we often love or admire or mm-hmm. amazed amazed at. So there's that. Like Tonyo, I'm amazed at you. I get to talk to you. My honor. <laughs> I think uh, it's up to the brands Mm-mm. to go there and see for themselves what's happening in Clubhouse. But most of the most of the new people we manage to get into Clubhouse, they are always amazed that there's a semblance uh-huh. of order. <laughs> <laughs> a semblance get- of order. People get to talk. Uh, there's there are no trolls around. Uh, if 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 there's a topic, people make an effort to stay on topic. Mm-hmm. Agree. And then, if you don't want to participate, you could leave quietly and move on to the mm-hmm. next room that catches your fancy. So it's really nice. Parang controlled toxicity in a way. Like, yes, but if you don't want to go to toxic rooms about topics that may be toxic, you could go to a music room. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. go that's to a lo fi music room. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Meditation <laughs> rooms. Mm-mm. So, yeah, right now I'm curious, Tonyo, because we've been seeing. Um, I know this is not in your Anoha list, ha, but I just want to make chica with you about it. Like um, now on social media, because the elections are incoming, and I know you know we're advocates in a way. Um, I want to say that I'm not even sure if I'm using the word right, but I got uh, a message from a friend. Sabinya, I use the word apolitical wrong. Are you familiar with that word, ba? You parang trying to stay neutral, but in a way. You cannot do that right now um, because we have opinions. It still aligns with politics in a way. Parang you still become political. Everything is political nowadays. Um, so yeah, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts for the incoming election? And I think you're really the best person to ask about this. How do you see the landscape right now sa, ano, sa social and politics? Well, elections are about choices, and it's our it's our time to, to make decisions about the country, about mm. the direction of the country. So, before anything else, before before 
we became bloggers or whatever, what, what, uh, whichever profession, lawyer or, or teacher or we are Filipinos first. Oh, and we yeah. have this, and as citizens, as Filipino citizens, we have this right to participate in the elections. Right, right, and right. as Filipinos, we have many concerns, we have many things that bother us or inspire us. We have our own ideas about how to improve our lives, our country, our, our city, our province. And this is the best time to speak to speak about what we think is important. So I, I it's and and I think the our our communities expect bloggers, practitioners, and, and those who are in our field. <laughs> because we are considered thought leaders. We, we have our own unique vantage point about what's happening. We have access mm-hmm. to what to a whole lot of information. Mm-hmm. So we can uh, we cannot afford not to share share our views about what okay. we think. It doesn't we don't need to be partisan. Uh, immediately, but we, we can talk about the issues that we think should be part of the conversation. Right. So, for example, what's important to the people of Cebu? Mm-hmm. Who will talk about it? Who will spark the conversation? What kind of leaders do we need? Uh, mm-hmm. how, to, how to get past this pandemic? Mm-hmm. I'm sure those are questions in the minds of people, so uh, bloggers, digital marketers, people in digital should not be afraid, but in fact be proud that people are asking their views. Really? They are valued by their mm. communities. People I know. ask you that question because they have this they have this expectation mm-hmm. uh, that you would offer insights on what's happening about mm. our problems, about our concerns. Right. Uh, and for sure, the digital community also would wish to have some things done, whether it's about the internet, about permits, about taxes, about stuff that... That matter to us, government. right? <laughs> you cannot escape government. Cannot escape taxation. Mm-hmm. Uh, every transaction we have with clients, the government is there. Collect taxes. We, we need to get permits, etc. So, I think we have to we have to realize that we are also citizens, and as citizens, we have that fabulous right that no one else has. No foreigner could interfere in our elections to speak openly about our elections only Filipinos would speak about our elections because it's our government so you're a Filipino regardless of your work you have every right to speak out but secondly because digital would be 
playing a key role in the elections. The pandemic has limited, uh, is limiting the usual activities of politicians and put the political exercise. So the digital community would, would be doing a lot more than before. We've been preparing for this. We've been wanting this to happen. Now here it is. So what are we going to do about it? Uh, example, will there be practitioners who would actively uh, solicit campaigns, pitch for campaigns of politicians? Uh, is that good or bad? I think it's good. Maybe what we, all of us could talk about would be ethical guidelines. Right. Like, for example, should be able, should be ready to disclose our clients, should be ready to disclose the, the contract price. Should be, we should help tell the public that our client is spending this gazillion pesos for these platforms. And then the candidate or the party should be able to disclose all the sources of those files. Uh, it's actually digital has has this obligation to help us help the country explain what's happening. For example, I'm not sure if if many of your listeners are familiar. Facebook since 2018, I think, has come out with seven reports about coordinated mm. inauthentic behavior. And they mm. have disbanded like five or six networks comprising of millions of fake accounts. Huh. Now, the question is who are helping? these entities do it. It is quite unbelievable that they could do it on their own. Mm. Because the experts in digital are in the agencies, are in our space. So the, the digital advertising, the digital marketing efforts, they are there, we could see them. But for example, uh, setting up these pages, buying pages, right? Yeah, turning them into something else. Yep, yep. As soon as they uh, grow. Mm-hmm. Yes, as soon as they grow. I don't find, honestly, I don't find anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's a question of ah, okay. The owner would like to sell the page. Mm. There's a buyer. You just have to be transparent about it. Okay, this page has been sold. We're selling it. This price. This is the new owners. They are now in charge of this page. Mm-hmm. I think, personally, that's okay. That's par for the course. I mean, we cannot stop that from happening. But the least that they could do is to disclose. Right. Tama. To disclose that, okay, 
I'm the owner, and this agency talked with me, representing one of their clients. They wanted mm-hmm. to buy the page. Or example, there should be bet- better rules on disclosures for bloggers, eh, influencers, endorsers, ambassadors. If I, I believe that people should be free to endorse whoever they would like to endorse. Mm-hmm. We, should, we, we should be free to do that. But the moment that it becomes a commercial or business transaction involving politics, elections, mm-hmm. they are instantly covered by elections and they should be able to disclose what's happening. So mm-hmm. the artist or the influencer and then the agency and the client should all disclose what's happening. Because uh, without, mm-hmm. without that, uh, they would all be destroying digital. Right. They would they would bring to to digital the problem of legacy media. Remember, we hated legacy media for the payola, for content for mm-hmm. sale. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's what's in the news that's not uh, fed by ER. Tama. So in digital, whether it's we're in an election or or not, uh, I think we would be stronger and we would get and maintain the trust of our audience if we are honest to them and transparent. So in the law, we are citizens, but at the same time, we are we would be active players in the election. I assure you. There would be at least one politician who would approach you or one coalition or party. It's starting, yes, definitely. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's a business transaction. It's a business. They need help. They need advice. They need mm-hmm. particular exactly. services. Mm-hmm. You, you, could be, you, you are in a position to give it to them. So both... Both of you would have, both the agency and the candidate should have, uh, should be transparent. Or being transparent, we help the entire country. <laughs> Say, absent your transparency, uh, we would be fooling ourselves about the role of digital and the role of that politician. It, that actually, that was a missed opportunity by the campaign of the outgoing president, President mm-hmm. Duterte. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we have common friends <laughs> who were involved in the Duterte campaign. And one of the friends, I praised them in 2016 for doing a, a great job because the president Stellar. won. Yep. The president won. So I, mm-hmm. I told our friends, congratulations. But at the same time, I asked them, maybe you could have a book. Maybe you could tell us what, what exactly what happened. Did. What yes. happened? Who started this? How did you... That would be epic, yes. What, what, mm. uh, how did you 
get these ideas going, who are the influencers from the Visayas and the Mindanao, and Mindanao, who you tap, because that was one of the strong suits of the president, Metro Manila and Luzon, they were all depending on the national influencers Mm-mm. and the national media. But unknown to them, the Duterte campaign had their own influencers speaking in Bisaya, singing in Bisaya, producing content. So by the time Duterte substituted for the presidency in 2016, he already had a huge following. I'm sure you would remember all those ano, events leading to the 2016 elections. But again, it's a missed opportunity for them to, to, to share with us the, the secrets to their success. That would have, that would have helped uh, a lot in understanding uh, why 2016 happened. And at the same time, teach digital marketing some lessons on politics. That would have been crucial, Sana, um, a playbook on how to. We could probably have used that now in the incoming, for the incoming elections. I agree with you. Yeah. These are going to be crazy times, Tonyo. <laughs> but it's yeah. exciting because Filipinos love drama. That's what they said. And we are a big country, so hundred, hundred million drama-loving people. <laughs> so let's see. <laughs> we will see definitely, and yes, the agencies and us um, practitioners, we have a role in the incoming election. And parang naano ko dun ha, na we are yes, we may be business owners, entrepreneurs, strategists. Uh, practitioners and all that, but we are Filipinos first. And parang okay, that's <laughs> that's burning right there. And I I love that quote from you. So yeah, Tonyo, before we wrap up, um, leave us with just one parang final wicked thought that you can share. Because I know you shared a lot, but give me one final wicked thought that you can share. We may be a big country, so diverse. So dynamic, a lot of differences. But I think in our daily lives, we share a lot more in common. The moment we change our mindset about ourselves and about our people, wherever they may live or be, I think that would mean a lot and that could redefine the elections. We have, it's a very polarized time. People are always looking for differences. Um, You cannot, there would be, there would always be differences. But that's, that's been the case since 2016. Uh, It hasn't worked as a, as a mindset. It's depressing, it's stressful it finding differences, but it's it's always more beautiful to find 
common 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 things about us as a people. So like both of us, we didn't grow up together. A huge distance divides us, but we always find this common place, common ground called digital. We may not talk every day, but we always find it's common ground. Okay, digital is good. Digital could be a good business. It could be for free expression. It could help people in times of need, and that's what's important. I don't need to know if we have differences in favorite color, numbers sa electric fan, etc. <laughs> I don't need to know who you voted for, uh, if you vote at all. But, diba, what's important is we find common ground. We share something together. So I'm, I hope that we get to do that in these elections. Definitely. And that's a wonderful, wicked thought right there. Tonyo Cruz, guys. Um, Tonyo, before we end this episode, I want you to tell the listeners where to find you if they want to read more from you or talk to you or pick your brain about things related to social media. Where can they find you? Flair, again, thank you for this invitation. Uh, I'm honored to be a guest in your podcast. Um, just follow me on Twitter. I'm most active on Twitter, at Tonya Cruz. And if I'm not on Twitter, I'm most probably on Clubhouse. So join us in Sari Sari Club. I use the same handle on, on Clubhouse. So we have we have a room, a regular room, every 10 p.m. Every night. It's been happening since February until today. So see you on Twitter and on Clubhouse. And then every Saturday, my column comes out on the Manila Bulletin. Nice. Tonya Cruz, thank you. Salamat, Lynn. And that was the latest episode from Wicked Thoughts. This season is sponsored by The Company Co-working Space in Cebu and Content Dash, a simple and fast social media content planner Sign up for a free account at www.content-app. Tune in for more Wicked Conversations right here at Wicked Thoughts.